Welcome to the Shalhaba Community Church Podcast. We hope you're encouraged by the following message. Who do you think you're talking to? And uh, I'm just so glad that you made the choice to come and worship with us today. There would have been so many other things that you could have done. You could have gone fishing, or you could have gone fishing, or you could have gone fishing. I mean, there's so many choices out there for us on a, such a beautiful day like this, but so glad that you did come this morning. And our prayer is, is as we share some thoughts around the Word of God, I pray that God speaks to your heart in some way. Amen. Um, I made a, a phone call uh, during the week, and uh, you, you might have had a, a similar sort of thing happen to you. Have you ever had someone ring you on the phone and it comes up, no caller ID? Anyone like that? You know, I get a little bit anxious or a little bit like, oh, should I take this call when I see that? Because I've found in the past, normally it's someone wanting to sell something, um, wanting to find something out from me, um, just a number of myriad of things. And during the week, I made a call to one of the guys in our church, uh, Dave Walker. And I was quite surprised when he took the call because normally it'd be, hi, mate, how you going? You know, just a big house things. He saw who it was. But when he answered the call, he was very awkward. And I'm like, what's going on here? Have I upset him? Have I done something wrong? But as I started to talk with him, um, I discovered that he said to me that when I rang, it came up no caller ID. You see, when you don't know someone well, it affects the way that you communicate with them. Amen? And when I rang him, he was like, "Um, I better be a little bit formal here. I don't know what they're going to ask me. I don't know what they're going to say to me. He was like business-like. And the truth is you don't know um, much about the person. You're more formal in your conversation. Amen? What you know about someone determines your conversation. And the same is the truth about God and us relating to him as well. Listen to this thought here. Your understanding of what God is really like shapes everything else in your life, including your prayer. Amen? Including your prayer. And nothing influences your life more than how you view God. And a lot of people have got a lot of misconceptions about God. Some see God as the grumpy God, the cranky old man upstairs. You know, he's just... He's cranky and he's grumpy because he's really, really old. (laughs) Well, he is. He's eternal. Some people see God as the crouching tiger God, wanting to bounce on you, wanting to pounce on you any time or every time that you do something wrong. Some people have a misconception of God like that. And then other people have this conception of God. He's the flaky father God. He's He's moody. He changes his mind all the time. We can never really rely on him because he's always changing his thoughts. God's unchanging. And aren't you glad about that this morning? Amen. And I believe this. It's extremely important that you and I know the real God, that we have a, a true understanding of what God is like. Because if we don't have a true understanding of what God is like, we're not going to have a prayer life. If we don't understand that God is a loving God, He's a caring God, He's a a, a good God, then that's going to affect the way that we come to Him in prayer. And our prayers are going to end up boring and something that we're going to do out of feeling guilty. But I believe it's so important that we get the right concept of who God is and what's the character of God. What is God actually like? A.W. Tozer wrote this, and it's a very important quote. Have a listen to it this morning. What comes to your mind when you think about God is the most important thing about you because it affects everything else in your life. Look at that up there. 
And just take the time to reflect on that again. This is such a powerful truth. What comes to your mind when you think about God is the most important thing about you because it affects everything else in your life. If we don't see God as a good God, if we don't see God as someone that's loving and caring, we're not going to go to Him in prayer. Isn't that the truth this morning? But God is wanting us to understand who He is to get an understanding of the character of God, the heart of God, because the more that we understand how beautiful, how wonderful, how loving and how caring God is, the more that we'll want to go to Him in prayer. Amen. But many people have wrong conceptions of who God is. So what is God really, really like? Well, God's got many characteristics. Firstly, we know that God is omniscient. A big word, what does that mean? God knows everything. Everything about you, God knows. Some people are just going, oh, that's not good. But God knows everything about you, so God is omniscient. Another thing about God as well is God is um, omnipotent. Aren't you glad about that? God is all-powerful. Hallelujah. We serve a God that's all-knowing. We serve a God that's all-powerful. And the last characteristic of God as well is that God is omnipresent. God is everywhere at the same time. It doesn't matter if we're in Vanuatu, in a village, in a, in a, in a, a rough um, um, hut environment, God is there. It doesn't matter where you go, God is everywhere. So there's some of the characteristics of God. God is holy, God is just, God is kind, God is loving, God is faithful, God is many, many things. But this morning, what I really believe that we need to focus in this morning is we want to share one characteristic about God today that I hope that at the end of our time together, our short time in the Word of God, that you'll receive this truth about the character of God and that hopefully it's going to affect the way that you come to God in prayer. And the characteristic that we want to look at today about God is that God is always good. God is always good. So we want to share a few thoughts this morning around this truth. And the first thought about our lives is this. Number one, God's plan for my life will always be good. God's plan for your life, for my life, is always good. God is always good. People say this, this, is there anything that God can't do? Well, there's lots of things that God can't do. He can't deny himself. He can't be evil. God is good. So by nature, he cannot do evil. He cannot do bad. Everything God does is good. And so because God is good, God's plans for our lives will always be good. I believe this with all of my heart. Serving Jesus Christ and pursuing the plan of God is the greatest way to live a life. Three of us understand that this morning. There are so many paths that you can take. There are so many roads. Jesus spoke about the wide path that leads to destruction. There's so many opportunities down that path. But I believe that following God's plan for our life is the most fulfilling thing. It's the most joy-bringing thing that we can do with our lives. Amen. And this morning, if you're not following Jesus Christ, if you're not pursuing that plan that God has for you, can I encourage you with all of my heart? Get on that narrow path. Hallelujah. So I want to look at a scripture this morning, Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. God's speaking to us today. He says, I know what I plan for you, says the Lord. I have what plans? Isn't that interesting? Have a look at that word up there. What word is it? Not up there. Where is it? Josiah, I'm going to sack you. (laughs) 
It was in the message drop box. That's all right, though. If you haven't got it, that's fine. I won't sack him. Just kidding. I don't pay him, so how can I sack him? <laughs> you haven't got it, but it's all right. Let me read it to you this morning. It says, I know what I have planned for you, says the Lord. I have good plans for you, not plans to hurt you. My plan, says God, will give you a hope and a good future. A hope and a good future. A hope and a good future. There is hope when we're in Christ. Outside of Christ, there is no hope. But in Christ, there is great hope. I love that this morning. My plans will give you a hope and a good future. The word again. And when you call to me and you pray, I will listen to you. See the connection there this morning between purpose and prayer, between God's plans and your life. We're not accidents this morning. Listen, the truth, we're not accidents. We're not mistakes. God created us with a purpose because he loves us. Amen. Before the foundation of time, God thought about your life and my life and prepared a plan and a purpose for us. Hallelujah. That's just awesome when you think about that. Before, the found, before time even began, God was thinking about you and thinking about me. I just wish he had given me a little bit more hair and he's planning. Wouldn't have to wear hats all the time. But God's thought about us, the, 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 the love of God, the, the greatness of God, the, the goodness of God towards our lives is astounding. God loves us so much. That before we even breathed, breathed our first breath, he already had our lives planned out for us. Whoop, I knew I was going to trip on that. Amen? Just have a listen to this other scripture because it's not up there on the screen. Psalm 31 verse 19. Listen to it again. Oh, it is up there, is it? <laughs> Shocker. Thank you, Rachel. Who's in charge of the... Oh, you are. Chastise him after the service, Rachel. Take him into my office. I'd love you to. Listen to this scripture. Read it up there on the screen this morning. Psalm 31, verse 19. How great is the goodness you have stored up for those who fear you. Listen to it again. How great is the goodness you have stored up for those who fear you. You lavish on those who come to you for protection. Blessing them and, and watching uh, before the watching world. Blessing them before the watching world. How great is the goodness of God that God stored up for us? I just think it's astounding. You know, one of the things that we're learning through 40 days of prayer is the power of ask, of asking God. You know, over 20 times in the New Testament, we're commanded to ask God. Why does God want us to, uh, uh, want us to ask Him? Because He's a good God, Amen. Of course, he wants to bless his children, but we've got to learn, and we're learning the power of the ask. God is so good. You know, you might be here this morning and think what's happening in your life is, is you know, not that good. There are seasons in our lives where we go through things that are quite challenging and quite difficult, and the truth is we live in a broken world. A bad stuff does happen to good people, God's people. But we can be sure this thought this morning about God's plans for our lives are good, even though you might be going through a difficult season. Listen to this promise in the Word of God to us today. Romans chapter 8, verse 28. We know that God causes everything to work for the good of those who love and are called according to His purposes. Listen to the word there again. What is it? Good. 
You might be going through a difficult season today. It's not of God. We live in a broken world and bad stuff happens. But the truth is that God can use everything that you are going through or have gone through and turn it around and turn it into good. Amen. doesn't matter what you might be facing today. You might be going through a really difficult season in your life. But God's plan for your life is to turn that into good. Amen. To turn it into good. No matter what you're facing, ultimately he'll turn it into good. There was a man in the Bible, in the Old Testament, in Genesis, uh, we see uh, a gentleman, he was called Joseph. And if there was anyone in Scripture that could question the goodness of God, it would have had to have been Joseph. Because what Joseph endured, the trial that he went for, made some of the stuff that we go through look like kindergarten in comparison. But we pick up the story of Joseph, we see that Firstly, he was hated by his brothers because he had a dream. I've got uh, five brothers and sisters. None of them hate me. I don't think so. We'll find out at Christmas time. And we all get together. That's where it happens. But, you know, five brothers and sisters. Joseph, I don't know, he had a number of brothers. They all hated him. Could you imagine growing up like that? Every time you walk to the dining table, you get daggers. Every time you, you, you know, come on, we play. You, so Joseph had all of his brothers that hated him. And then we find that their plan was to try and kill him. Um, they decided not to do that. So they sold him into slavery. Um, and then we see through the process of time, he gets landed in jail. And along his journey as well, he gets falsely accused of rape and ends up in jail again. I mean, talk about a lot of rough stuff that was taking place in his life. But listen to the wisdom of God through the words of Joseph in Genesis chapter 50, verse 20. It says this, talking to his brothers, your plans were to hurt me, but God turned your evil plan into a good plan to save the lives of many people. You see, you might be going through a difficult season now, but God will ultimately turn that around and use it for good. Come on, he will. We've seen it too many times in too many lives where we're going through a really difficult time and questioning, is God there? Yes, he's God. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. God Emmanuel that is always with us. And when we're going through those times, all we need to do is continue to hang on to God because we know ultimately he'll turn that bad situation and turn it around and use it for good. Romans chapter 5, verse 3. We can be rejoicing when we run into problems and trials for we know what we'll know they are good for us. Crazy thought, but listen to this this morning. Why? Because God is a good God and God says, I'll even use the bad stuff in your life for good if you'll allow me. Amen. So the second thought about the goodness of God, number two, God always gives me what I need, not what I deserve. Aren't you glad about that? Hello? God always gives me what I need, not what I deserve. If you and I got what we deserve, we wouldn't be here. Oh, yes, I would. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> if we got what we deserve, why? The thought is this this morning, because Jesus Christ paid for all of our sins and our wrongs when he died on that cross. Hallelujah. God doesn't always give me what I need. Excuse me, God always gives me what I need, not what I deserve. I love this psalm in Psalm 103. It says this, He does not punish us for all of our sins. He does not deal harshly with us as we deserve. For His unfailing love towards those who fear Him is as great as the height of the heavens above the earth. How high is that? I don't know. 
It's a long way. And listen to the next thought. He has removed our sins as far as the east is from the west. How far is the east from the west? I don't know. I don't even know if there is an east and west in eternity. I think, excuse me, spitting on the pulpit. I think it just goes on and on and on. That's how far God has removed any record of our wrongs and our sins from his mind. How good is God? As far as the east is from the west. And I want to just share this thought with you this morning. God forgives you not because you're good. God forgives you because he's good. It's not based on your goodness. It's based on God's goodness. Amen. So the second thought about God's goodness, God always gives me what I need, not what I deserve. Number three, number three, God puts my good above his own good. God puts my good above his own good. He puts my good even above his own good. That's the heart of the gospel. That's the heart of the word of God this morning to us today. The good news, that's the good news this morning. The king sacrifices himself for the peasants. It's called the gospel. Amen? And God always puts our good above his own good. That's the ultimate expression of love. In fact, in John chapter 10, uh, verse 14 to 15, we see what Jesus starts to share about the intention of the shepherd. He says, I am, I am the, the good shepherd. I know my sheep and they know me and I will sacrifice my life for them. That's so mind-blowing when you think about what Jesus did for us. Amen. Not only did Jesus die to pay for our sins, that's incredible. But listen to this other scripture here as well. God took the sinless Christ and poured into him our sins. Then exchange, he poured God's goodness into us. That's the great exchange. Amen. That's how incredible God's love for us is that the great exchange took place. Number four, the fourth thought about the goodness of God is this. He does not say yes to every request. He does not say yes to every request. There's nothing in the Bible that says that every time you ask for something, you're going to get it. No matter how self-centered or off-base or whatever it might be, God is not going to say yes to every request that you make. We shared last Sunday morning, the truth is this. If there's a parent out there that just says yes to their child to every request, you'd destroy that child. Hello? I mean, you'd be worn out, you'd be stressed out, and that kid would be an absolute wreck if you just said yes to everything that they asked for. Well, God's exactly the same. He doesn't say yes to every request. He's not our vending machine. He's not our genie. He's not our uh, magic wand. Um, God loves us, but he's not going to say yes to everything. There are some times where God says no. Amen? And a few thoughts about that this morning. Sometimes God says no for our protection. Sometimes God says no for our direction. Sometimes God says no for our correction to correct us, to keep us on course. And sometimes God says no for our perfection, to help us to grow in our character. But you know, God's more interested in your character than he is in your comfort. Oh, no. Oh, yes. He's preparing us for eternity. Hallelujah. Sometimes God says no for our, our inspection. He looks inside of us to see what's going on and what is the motive of our heart. In fact, I love this 
thought here about the goodness of God and coming to him and, and praying. In Luke chapter 11, verses 11 through to 13, it says this, Your father, your fathers, if your children asked for a fish to eat, would you give them a snake instead? Or if they asked for an egg, would you give them a scorpion? Of course not, it goes on to say. So if you, as sinful people, know how to give good gifts to your own children, how much more will your heavenly Father, who's a good, good Father, give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? There it is again there, the word good. God is good. The point God is saying here is if, we, if God's never going to give you anything that will be hurtful or harmful. But he says, if you being an imperfect parent know how to give good gifts to your kids and you know how to do that, then God certainly is able to do that as well, far and above. Amen? So God, who is the perfect and always good heavenly Father, knows how to give good gifts to you, but he'll never give you anything that is not good for you. Listen to it again. He will never give you anything that is not good for you. Amen. So the fifth thought this morning as we finish, number five is this, and I love this as we conclude today. The fifth thought is this, about God's goodness. Listen to it today. He invites us to live with Him forever. He invites us to live with Him forever. Just get saved and hang out in that corner over there for eternity, all right? You know, I'm too busy doing other things. Now, God invites us to live with Him for eternity. God wants, us, wants to show us His goodness, not just while we're here on earth, but in eternity as well, forever and ever and ever and ever, for all eternity, because God is always good and He invites us to live with Him forever. I want to finish with two scriptures this morning. If we could just have... The keyboard, that would be uh, the keyboard player. Thanks, Elin. Often say keyboard's the wrong thing to say. The pianist? Thank you. Two scriptures this morning. Listen to the words of God this morning. He is so good to us. Second Thessalonians, it says, Our Lord Jesus Christ and God our Father who loves us has given us by His grace an everlasting encouragement. A good hope. A good hope that will last forever. Aren't you so glad about your salvation today? Aren't you glad you know so many people just wonder about life and the question that so many people have, is this it? Well, in God, no... This is not it. There's more. There's an eternity that Jesus Christ has won for us. God is not only wanting to be good to us in this world, in this time, but God is going to continue to show His goodness forever and ever and ever and ever. And as sons and daughters of God, we've got that privilege, that incredible privilege, not just to enjoy God's goodness now, but in eternity as well, forever and ever and ever blows me away Psalm chapter 23 verse 6 says this surely goodness God's goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life but then he adds this extra bit to the scripture there and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever we serve 
a good God. We serve a loving God. We serve a loving Father. I believe that's why Jesus in the New Testament taught us that when we come to God, we can call him Abba Father. No other time in Scripture was that word used, especially in the Old Testament. God wasn't referred to as Abba. But now Jesus turns things around and help us, helps us to understand who it is that we're serving. Abba, Daddy God. You see, when we come to God, He's not grumpy. He's not moody. He's not too busy. He's our Heavenly Father. And He wants us to come to Him in prayer, to love Him, to seek Him, to understand and to know that He is a good God. Amen. And that's the whole reason why we're doing 40 days of prayer. It's not, it's not just to go through the program, but it's to deepen our understanding of who God is, the God that we serve. He's a great God. He's a loving God. He's a caring God. And He's also a good God. And the challenge of the journey is to go deeper in our understanding of who our Heavenly Father is. Amen? You might be here and you've had a, a messed up view of a father. Can I encourage you? That's not who God is. That's not who our Father in heaven is. He is so loving. He is so caring and He wants us to come to Him and to ask Him. You know, I want to ask you this question. Day 14 of this journey. What do you want to see happen in your life through this 40 days of prayer? What breakthrough are you trusting God for? What breakthrough are you believing God for? What, what is it that you're wanting God to do in your life? Because God wants to do so much more in us, in our hearts, in our lives, in our families, than we could ever think, hope, or imagine. That's what the Bible says. But the challenge to us today is will we come to God in prayer and will we ask him? Amen? Let's bow our heads and close our eyes this morning. Heavenly Father, thank you. You are a good God. Father, as we go through this journey, we, there are so many people, so many individuals that, that need breakthroughs, that need greater revelation, greater understanding of um, practical things to happen in, in their world and in their life. And for whatever reason, God, we, we just don't come to you and ask you. But Father, we thank you. We're realizing that you are a loving Father, that you are a, a good God. You're our Abba Father. And you're wanting us to come to you and to ask you. Listen to this verse of Scripture this morning, James chapter 2, verse 2. Chapter 4, verse 2. It says, you have not because you ask not. Right now, while every head's bowed and eyes closed, if you're here this morning and you haven't been asking God if there's areas of your life that you're wanting to see breakthrough this morning, then ask God. Ask Him. Bring it to your Heavenly Father. Bring it to Abba God right now. God, this area, I'm asking you. I'm asking you. Bring it to God the deepest concern that you have, the greatest challenge that you may have. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father.
Alicia, Lisa, next to you, Steve. How are you going? I just feel that God wants to encourage you. He's about to bring an incredible breakthrough in your life, in your world. Things have been difficult and hard, but God's about to turn that around. There's a turning point now, moving forward. Hallelujah. Amen. Awesome. Ask. Are you asking? Thank you, Father. If you're here this morning while heads are bowed and eyes are closed, if you've never asked Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior, if you've never asked Him for His forgiveness, you haven't made Jesus Christ your Lord and your Savior, committed your life to Him, then while every head's bowed and eyes closed, if you're here this morning and you would like to ask God for the gift of forgiveness and salvation while heads are bowed and eyes are closed, would you raise your hand with me this morning? Father, we thank you. So look across this morning. Wonderful Jesus, wonderful God. Hallelujah. Amen. Father, we thank you. God, we thank you. Amen. You know, over the course of the last week, um, God reminded me of how many times He answers prayer and we forget. Last week, there was a couple of concerns that I had and I brought them to God. I asked Him about a couple of um, personal things and then a week later, the answers to prayer came. And I'm walking around and I'm thinking, wow, God, I asked you last week and now these changes are taking place. So, So you ask God. God is so good. Amen? He cares about us. He's concerned about us. He's there to help us to fulfill the plan and the purpose that he has for our lives. So ask him this week in prayer. Why don't we stand to our feet? We'll finish there.